Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow, and the Bloomberg Futures Report is brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. And U.S. stock index futures are higher, with equities on track to extend their longest weekly winning streak since November, as gains in crude oil signal further advances in commodity shares. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up three points. Dow E-mini futures up 32. NASDAQ E-mini futures up three. The DAX in Germany is little changed. Ten-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds. They yield 1.88 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1.4 percent, or 56 cents, to $40.76 a barrel. COMEX Gold down nine tenths percent or eleven dollars seventy cents to twelve fifty three thirty an ounce. The euro a dollar twelve seventy nine. The yen one eleven point five three. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Moscow, thank you very much. Well, we've been talking about um, all day long the state of inflation in the United States. The fact that we're seeing some stirring of inflation in the. Uh, core rate, at least, of CPI. We'll wait and see what the PCE shows us. Uh, one area it is also showing up is in inflation expectations on Wall yeah. Street. Break-evens have really soared in the last couple of weeks, which in theory should make Martin Hagerty's job easier. He's uh, managing director, co-head of BlackRock's inflation-linked bond portfolio. Uh, Martin, it seems like maybe people are beginning to pay attention to your sector once again. You know, and we think it's about time. Um, you mentioned that inflation expectations have soared recently, and what, what is really interesting is to look at how they, they have actually moved, where you've had spot inflation expectations move up um, as a result of a stabilization slash move higher in, in commodity prices. But what has not really moved significantly is the inflation forwards, which is something that the Fed continually refers to. And I do think that that was some of the impetus behind their perceived dovishness at this week's meeting, that given that spot inflation expectations have moved, but many or at least market participants are not extrapolating this to be a permanent move higher in inflation in the future. What's the likelihood that uh, inflation picks up to the point where people start to care? Well, I think we're, we're actually there. Um, you know, core inflation printing at 2.3% uh, year on year and headline inflation going to move up to that fairly rapidly given the stabilization or move higher in commodity prices that I alluded to earlier. So it, it is there. And I don't think we're going to necessarily deviate too much from the current trajectory. We may have a little bit of a slowdown as we approach the middle of the year. But year-end expectations, you know, I spoke to you guys a month ago post last, last CPI print where we expected core yeah. CPI to end the year a little north of two. And, and if anything, the recent run rate and the subsequent depreciation in the dollar that we have seen pushes our year-end forecast uh, a tad higher than we were previously. I, I must admit, when I look at core CPI and I compare it to the one I love, Martin Haggerty, which is Cleveland CPI, which is a national statistic, uh, it's jaw-dropping that 2.3% and the acceleration there. What is the makeup of our 2.3% core inflation? Well, that, that's a good question, Tom. And, you know, when we spoke last time, I mentioned how we like to split up the CPI indices into 
high volatility and low volatility components. And the low vol components are the ones that tend to, uh, in the direction at which they move, is the direction which overall CPI moves. And those are the big service-based components of the index, such as shelter, healthcare, um, pushing inflation higher. Uh, that our low vol component is running at, at almost you know three percent on a year-over-year basis. So well above or at least a great contributor to that 2.3 rate. Um, the high vol components, which tend to be obviously more volatile in nature, as the title would suggest, have also moved up, uh, now approaching half a percent year-on-year. And the big contributor to that over the last couple of months has been the apparel component, which obviously is a testament to greater disposal income that consumers have, given how low headline inflation has been as a result of gas prices. And potentially the headwinds to that sector from a stronger dollar that we endured from 2014 into 2015 and even the beginning of 2016 are beginning to recede in the data. And I was actually looking uh, at the, the movement in the trade-weighted dollar and March 2015 to March 2016, the trade-weighted dollar is basically now unchanged given the depreciation over the last, you know, over the last month and more, uh, more uh, rapidly over the last couple of days. And so the headwinds to inflation from the stronger dollar are definitely going to recede into the rearview mirror as we, as we mm. progress through the year. How much of an inflation premium is being built in right now? You know, in the inflation market, we don't think much. Uh, I was just uh, five-year, five-year inflation swap rates trade very close to 2%. The Fed's favored five-year, five-year measure trades at one and a half. Now, if we are indeed supposed to take the Fed's word at their inflation target of PCE inflation of 2%, that should really translate into a CPI equivalent of about 2.3 or 2.4, given the basis between those two indices. And right now, at, at 150, as the tips market is pricing in on this forward metric, we're pricing in a negative risk premium of about 90 basis points. Now, there is ample room for, for the forward inflation measure to move up, but it, it's reasonably interesting to, to look at where nominal bond yields are currently trading relative to the run rate of inflation. So we had core inflation print at, at 2.3%, yet 10-year nominal bonds are trading 40 to 45 basis points below that, um, which is, I, I think, the, the signals being sent from, from the nominal bond market are actually somewhat contradictory relative to the run rate of inflation that we're currently experiencing. Martin Hegarty is with us from BlackRock. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, folks, I can tell you that maybe this week, Mike, there wasn't momentous news, but it was one of the most interesting weeks here to get to market economics, academic economics, and international relations. Just summed it. Just fascinating. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it as you say, not huge headline because it was more about what didn't happen, but it, the fact that it well said, yeah. has made a lot of changes, yeah. uh, has brought a lot of changes. We're going to do that in our next half hour, Bloomberg Surveillance on a Friday, uh, and we're going to touch on one of the third rail debates. If you want to stop a cocktail party in America, we know how to do it, and we'll do that in our next half hour. It's Bloomberg Surveillance. The Bloomberg Ski Report is brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special offers during the only adventure sales event. Land Rover, above and beyond.